Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. My name is Jared St. Clair, and today on Vitality Radio, I've got three herbs. Three herbs that I don't think you probably know enough about. These are three herbs that you've, I'm guessing you've heard of two of them, for sure one of them. Um, Maybe not the third one at all. Uh, In fact, I uh, quizzed Jessica, my assistant, on this earlier, and she said, I've never even heard of that one. So I love that because she knows a lot about herbs. Um, So I've got some new stuff for you. I've got some old stuff for you. And the truth is, just a little secret, all herbs are old. Okay. But in terms of ancient uses, we have herbs that go back at least 5,000 years in use here. These are from three different parts of the world. We're going to talk about something from India. We're going to talk about something from Asia. We're going to talk about something from Iceland. And these are herbs that can help you figure out your incontinence issues. If you're dealing with any of that, uh, you know, a bladder that doesn't hold as much, uh, bladder urgency, getting up at night too often to go to the bathroom. We're going to talk about an herb that can help you with your libido or sexual function or both. That's for both men and women. We're going to talk about an herb that can help you with your energy and overall cognitive function and has a bunch of other little side benefits. One of the great tonic herbs in this world. And we're going to talk about an herb that is fantastic for inflammation, all types of inflammation. But I'm going to point out a couple of very unique forms of inflammation that make this herb truly different from something like, say, turmeric, which I'm sure you have heard of. And so that's what this show's about. We're going to talk about all those things. Fair warning, if you're listening with children and you're concerned about any content of a sexual nature, Obviously, I'm not going to get super graphic here, but one of these herbs, we're going to talk quite a bit about libido and sexual function. So if that is a concern, uh, be forewarned. That will be the third herb in this show uh, that we'll talk about. And uh, so if you don't want little ears to hear, uh, now you know. Without any further ado, though, I'm going to jump right into this topic We're going to start with an herb from Iceland that I'm going to tell you just a quick backstory on this. I was talking to a guy named Terry Limerond. Uh, He was in my studio at uh, when Vitality Radio was just a radio show before it was a podcast. Terry is a very, very well-known individual in the natural products industry. He started a company called Enzymatic Therapy. I don't even know how many, 30, 40 years ago, uh, he sold that company and moved on to a brand that he coined uh, Europharma, uh, but uh, products that are under the brand name Terry Naturally. And Terry's an interesting guy, for sure. He's been doing health radio for way longer than I have in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, I don't even know how many shows he's done. I think I've done something like 23, 2400 shows over the 16 plus years that I've done this show. I bet he's done even more than that. Uh, really just a wealth of information. Anyway, he was on my show and we were talking about, I, I believe it was turmeric, this product Curamed, which I personally think is the best turmeric on the market. And uh, we had about 10 extra minutes. We cut to a break uh, on the show. And while I was talking to him in the studio, I said, hey, we got about 10 extra minutes. What do you want to talk about? He said, we need to talk about Icelandic Angelica. This is something almost nobody knows about over here in America, but it is revered over there. And he then spent 10 minutes talking about this and blew my mind. I didn't know anything about it. Um, I had heard of the herb. I, you know, that was about it. I didn't have any background on it or anything. That was probably six, seven, eight years ago now, probably eight years ago, I bet. And since then, it has become a really, really popular product for us at Vitality Nutrition. And I'm going to tell you why. So, I need to preface this by saying that this is very good for men and women for 
kind of similar reasons, but it's a little bit confusing. Generally speaking, when we think of the word incontinence, uh, it is much more common in women than it is in men, and this is generally in women who've had children. And I would say generally in women who have had children who are, you know, in their 30s, 40s or beyond. Certainly can happen earlier in life, uh, especially after children. For men, incontinence is less the issue, although it can happen for sure. It tends to happen in men older than that. But bladder issues are very common in men. And most men that are experiencing um you know, getting up at night to go to the bathroom multiple times will immediately blame their prostate for the issue. And in many cases, it is their prostate, but not always. In fact, what I've found over the years as I've recommended things for prostate that have not given the results that men are looking for is that when I recommend Icelandic Angelica, in many cases, that does the trick, which would then indicate to me that it's more of a bladder issue than it is a prostate issue. So let's talk about how Icelandic Angelica works for both men and women experiencing, uh, we'll say urination issues, either um, you know having to brace yourself when you sneeze or laugh because a little bit of urine might leak out, for instance, or having to make sure you know where the bathroom is before you go somewhere because you may have to run there quickly. Urgency is a real issue for you. Or getting up at night more than you know one time in your 50s, 60s, and beyond, you know, not that big of a deal. But if it's more than one time, it's probably more of a problem than maybe you think and, and can potentially be addressed. So with bladder capacity, um, we have that that is one of the things that Angelica can help with. Um, there's there's two primary issues that we'll focus on here. The one is what's actually a stress on the bladder, which is called stress incontinence. And that's when you put stress on the bladder by sneezing or laughing or jumping on a trampoline or you know running or anything like that. Um, the other one is called nocturia, which is getting up at night to go to the bathroom, like I discussed before. Both of these issues have to do with bladder capacity and the ability of the bladder to hold on to a certain amount of urine and release it only when we direct it to do so. Uh, at first, a woman with stress incontinence might lose a few drops of urine as she jogs or laughs at a funny joke. However, it can progress to an embarrassing amount, necessitating even the use of protective pads. Involuntary urine last loss is escalating as a society ages here in America. We have uh, seen lots of advertisements, for instance, for things like Depends, uh, you know, various pads, incontinence, undergarments, and things like that. There are prescription bladder control medications, and those medications are on the market specifically to reduce accidental urine loss, overactive bladder, or nocturia, that nighttime urination. And these drugs are almost universally in the class of what are called anticholinergenic drugs, anticholinergenic drugs. These drugs deplete the brain of an important neurotransmitter called acetylcholine. They actually block the action of the chemical messenger, acetylcholine, and acetylcholine sends signals to the brain that trigger bladder contractions associated with an overactive bladder. These bladder contractions can cause a need to urinate even when the bladder isn't full. Uh, these drugs are known as uh, Ditropan XL, Oxytrol, Gelnique, Detrol, Detrol LA, uh, Vesicare, Tobias, uh, Trospium, there's a few of them on the market, a bunch of them on the market. But all I had to do was read that first part when I was digging into this show to recognize that's a real terrible idea. We're talking about, if you're not familiar with it, acetylcholine, one of the key neurotransmitter messengers in the brain that we find is lacking in people with dementia, Alzheimer's, and things like that acetylcholine is a crucial nutrient or, or a crucial neurotransmitter made from choline, uh, which is an essential nutrient to the human body. And so, yes, we don't want nocturia. We don't have to get up at two or three or four times at night. We don't want bladder incontinence for sure, but do we want to trade it for what lowering acetylcholine may potentially do? 
Well, these drugs are associated with an increased risk of Alzheimer's disease. In fact, recent studies published in the Journal of American Medical Association, both internal medicine and neurology, have shown that use of these drugs is associated with brain shrinking and the development of dementia. Long-term use showed a 62% increase in risk for this devastating and life-threatening disease. That's the disease of Alzheimer's. Long-term use of a drug to help you not have to get up to go to the bathroom at night or not have incontinence and pee a little bit when you laugh has a 62% increase in risk of Alzheimer's? I don't think that's a fair trade. So what can be done that doesn't lead to dementia? Well, there's actually a great way to do this from nature because there usually is. And that is the herb Icelandic Angelica Archangelica is what it's called. Okay, now it's important to understand this is Icelandic Angelica Archangelica specifically. And I'll actually tell you about another herb that sounds similar but is not at the end of this little uh, story here. It's an herb that's been shown in published human clinical studies to improve bladder capacity in people with low bladder capacity. The plant has been used medicinally in Iceland for over 1,100 years. It was so valued that there was once a section of the historic code of law called Sagas that dealt the fines or dealt fines for poaching another man's Angelica. How about that? Angelica grows wild in Iceland and is actually quite plentiful now. Researchers speculate that the Icelandic version of this plant may be more powerful because it has developed in the island's volcanic soils or because it is exposed to 24 hours of daylight in the northern summer. Regardless of cause, this herb has been investigated for its health benefits. Early research has shown it is useful for bladder capacity issues, whether stress incontinence or nocturia, and can greatly reduce these unpleasant symptoms. In an eight-week study, it was found that 200 milligrams of an extract of this herb reduced nighttime awakenings to urinate by 50%. In people with low bladder capacity, the herb increased the amount of urine the bladder could comfortably hold by over 60%. In fact, the amount of time and sound sleep prior to awakening for urination tripled compared to the placebo group. Hear that again. The amount of time in sound sleep prior to awakening for urination tripled compared to the placebo group. Another interesting fact is that Icelandic Angelica extract does not work via activating hormonal pathways, making it very safe for people, even if they have a history of prostate cancer or breast cancer. And one last but important fact that I thought I'd bring up is that this herb does have a name that sounds similar to the herb Dong Kwai which is known as Angelica sinensis. They are not the same herb, although they are part of the same family. They do not do the same thing. So you're not looking for Dong Kwai. You're looking for Icelandic Angelica or Angelica and Archangelica. Okay, it's like Archangel. Um, and so when you're looking for this product, I have found one specifically from Terry Naturally that I mentioned before called Saga Pro. Uh, Saga Pro is a really, really unique product. It has 100 milligrams of this Icelandic Angelica in it per capsule. Remember, one of the studies that I mentioned said 200 milligrams, so two of these a day in this case, although many people do find one a day is sufficient. I recommend starting with two a day if you're going to give it a shot uh, and giving that at least a month's supply before you decide which way you want to go with this. Now, we are doing something unique uh, for these herbs. All three of the herbs that I'm talking about in very specific um, forms are going to be on sale uh, for a limited time. It's actually on just a batch of each of them that we have in stock right now. We have probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 24 to 30 bottles of each in stock right now. And so this, the time limit on this, I don't know if it's a week or two weeks after the show airs, but jump in at VitalityNutrition.com or at Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful. These will be on sale uh, depending on the product uh, between 30 and 50% off. Okay, so those are the deals that we're doing on these uh, in honor of this show and uh, to uh, give you an opportunity to give these a shot. Okay, so the Saga Pro will actually be 50 
percent off. And there will be a link to that in the show description and also a link to these other two herbs that I'm about to talk about. So very, very cool stuff. The second herb is one you've probably heard of, uh, but maybe don't know a lot about. I did do a show with uh, Cheryl Myers uh, maybe a year ago or something close to that. On this herb, it's called Boswellia, which is also, um, it's part of the uh, Indian frankincense plant. Uh, The Boswellia resin is what is used, where frankincense is typically the uh, essential oil that is used, okay? Now, Boswellia is really, really interesting. The primary benefits that it has shown in clinical trials in both humans and animal trials uh, have been with IBD, inflammatory bowel disease, that's ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, for instance, Um, tendon and tissue healing, asthma, rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis, and even Parkinson's disease. So really, really interesting kind of wide range of potential benefits. Why does it help in all those categories? Because boswellic acid actually helps to inhibit 5-lipoxygenase, also known as 5-LOCs, is what I'll call it from here on out. Um, It selectively helps to inhibit that, uh, which makes it an anti-inflammatory and anti-arthritic specifically. Since the inflammatory process in IBD, uh, uh, inflammatory bowel disease, is associated with increased function of leukotrienes, The benefits of Boswellia in the treatment of ulcerative colitis has proven to have positive results. Moreover, it also has been found to direct inhibit, sorry, directly inhibit intestinal motility with a mechanism called L-type CA channels. That's calcium channels. So there's a couple of different benefits specifically to IBD. It seems to be able to calm down an overactive colon, which is a major problem for people with intestinal bowel disease and, or or, sorry, inflammatory bowel disease. And it also helps to inhibit that 5-LOX, which is the inflammatory, uh, the the primary inflammatory agent in the bowel. It's really interesting because we talk about turmeric a lot as an anti-inflammatory, and turmeric's a fantastic anti-inflammatory. But in the case of IBD, Boswellia seems to actually work much, much better. So it also has some other really, really cool benefits. Um, There was a uh, study that was done on chronic ulcerative colitis um, that I I forgot to mention this almost, but you want to hear this because it's really, really impressive. If you've worked with anybody with UC, if you know anybody with UC, if you've dealt with it or Crohn's disease, you know that it's a very, very uncomfortable, very painful uh, condition that you're dealing with. This herbal medicine has actually shown good response in UC and Crohn's patients. One study showed that 70 to 90% improvement in intestinal discomfort with chronic ulcerative colitis patients. 70 to 90% improvement. Really impressive. Here's another one I thought was really cool that I didn't know of until I started preparing this show. I knew I knew what it could do for IBD, and I've I've seen some really cool stories with it there. Tendon and tissue healing. Inhibition of five locks, COX-1 and COX-2. COX-2 is inhibited typically by things like um, ibuprofen, okay? Um, Has shown to increase tendon healing and repair muscle fibrosis and lipid accumulation after rotator cuff repair. So they did a very specific study on rotator cuff repair and to see what could happen if you were able to calm down the five locks and the COX-2. Well, most people are using only COX-2 inhibitors, uh, things like, again, um, aspirin, Advil, uh, Aleve, those types of things, uh, post-surgery. And what they've shown is that if they can also calm down five locks, you can have a better outcome, and Boswellia does just that. There really aren't good five locks inhibiting drugs. They just don't exist yet, at least as far as I'm aware. The next one that I think is really, really interesting is asthma. Now, asthma, of course, there's a lot of dietary things to consider if you're dealing with asthma, ditching dairy or at least pasteurized dairy, I think is a major, major um, uh, plus. Uh, Raw dairy can still aggravate asthma, but seems to do it a lot less. And there are a lot of other things that you can look at as far as diet and lifestyle things. But 
there are not a ton of things that help outside of steroids for asthma, at least in the pharmaceutical world. And in the natural world, eh, there's a few things. Black seed oil seems to potentially be very helpful for that. And I've seen some benefit from that. Even using uh, nebulizing um, magnesium oil can potentially be useful for asthma. But perhaps the strongest thing in terms of clinical trials is getting that five locks down uh, through Boswellia. And Boswellia acts as a five locks inhibitor. Uh, and they have shown that if they can get on top of five locks with asthmatics, there are fewer asthma attacks and improvements in lung function. So Boswellia has some real play in that area. Both types of arthritis. Now, this is interesting, too, because rheumatoid arthritis, which is autoimmune in nature, and osteoarthritis, which is just basically degenerative joints, are very, very different in terms of what seems to work for the two things. You've got to get on top of what's happening with the immune system, what's happening in the gut, things like that with rheumatoid arthritis. You can take things that are supportive of the joints, like glucosamine, um, and MSM, and of course, turmeric for inflammation for osteoarthritis, but they don't seem to help that much with rheumatoid arthritis, at least in my experience. And yet they've had some really, really good results with Boswellia extract specifically for relief of rheumatoid arthritis and other autoimmune conditions beyond even the um, inflammatory bowel disease that we talked about before. And this one I thought found very, very interesting. They've done now some uh, preliminary studies on Parkinson's disease and have shown that because of Boswellia's uh, anti-inflammatory and antioxidant potential, that it may protect neurons in the brain and thus reduce symptoms of Parkinson's and even possibly slow the progression of the disease. So this is all really, really cool stuff. I think Boswellia is this incredible plant that the more I read about it, the more I research it, the more I think you need to know about it, which is why this is the second or third time now that I've talked about it a little bit on Vitality Radio. There is a very specific bit of information that you need to understand about Boswellia because there's a bunch of different ones on the market. They have found that there's something called ACBA. That's 3-O-acetyl-11-keto-beta-boswellic acid. Thank goodness they have an acronym for it called ACBA, A-K-B-A, is the one boswellic acid with strongest pharmacological activity. For example, ACBA has a powerful inhibitory effect on five locks, like I said. Clinical studies have shown that Boswellia serrata, which is the full name of the herb, extract not only has anti-inflammatory and anti-arthritis properties, but also improves pain and physical function uh, in experiments and they also showed that Boswellia extract high in ACPA can inhibit the expression of inflammatory factors such as, as adhesion molecules. And with regard to the safety of Boswellia, studies show that Boswellia extract does not have toxic side effects at higher doses. So this is an, another interesting bit that I'd never seen before. The Arthritis Foundation, who generally is going to be talking to you about pharmaceuticals and lifestyle interventions. They're usually not going to talk much about drugs. They actually recommend that you try Boswellia at three to 400 milligrams three times a day. So that's nine to 1200 milligrams a day. And they specifically state that you should find one that has at least 60% Boswellic acids. Now, because we know about ACBA being the most active of the Boswellic acids, the Boswellia that is my Boswellin of choice, there's three different versions of it. There's one specific for respiratory. There's one specific for intestinal issues, um, you know, uh, discomfort in the intestinal tract. And then there's just one called Bosmed 500. All are called Bosmed. All are called Bosmed, but Bosmed 500 is the highest concentration of the three and can be used for all these different uh, issues that we've discussed. And it exceeds the level that the Arthritis Foundation recommends of 60% Boswellic acids as 70% plus 10% of that is ACBA. So we know it has the most active form. Uh, it comes in soft gel capsules. 
I love Bosmed 500. I think it is a really, really cool and unique product with really unique benefits. Um, it's another one by Terry Naturally. All three of these are by Terry Naturally. They aren't sponsoring this show or anything. These are just formulas that I absolutely love that I felt you needed to know about. And again, the links will be in the show description. The last herb is the one I'm sure you've heard of and you probably know some things about, but I think it gets, um, how do I put this? Uh, let's, a quick history lesson. So Jared, back at Vitality Nutrition 30 years ago when I bought the business, and Jared now has seen two very, very different uh, groups of herbs uh, that have come into prominence. I talked about Boswellia. I talked about Angelica. I talked about turmeric. I talked about black seed oil. Just in this show, none of those were on the market as uh, herbal supplements 30 years ago. But one that was, was red Panax ginseng, also known as Asian ginseng or Korean ginseng. Back in the day, we sold a lot of ginseng. And what's interesting is in Asia, it's still incredibly popular. Still a big herb in, in America too, but not like it used to be. It's kind of fallen out of favor. And I hope to change that, at least in my little corner of the world, because ginseng is awesome. It's such a powerful, incredible herb, and it has a whole bunch of benefits. They've shown that it actually has some really powerful anti-carcinogenic benefits, may actually help to fight different types of cancer, specifically colon cancer, which I thought was interesting, and a bunch of other benefits beyond. But there's three benefits I want to focus on today. One is just plain energy and endurance. Another is erectile function and libido, sexual performance in men. And the last one uh, is uh, sexual performance and sexual function and libido in women. So ginseng root is used as a natural remedy in supplement form. and has been for over 5,000 years in China, at least, and probably also Korea. The plant must grow for five years before it is used, which means it tends to be a little bit more expensive because takes a long time to cultivate. Um, the dried but unprocessed root is known as white ginseng. The root that's been steamed and dried is called red ginseng. Now, in women specifically, we'll start there, for libido and endurance, because it's kind of a different story for men and women, right? And this is where things are going to get a little bit more, I don't know, graphics probably too strong of a word, but if you're concerned about your children uh, listening to you know various words referring to sexual function, Now's a good time to tune them out. Female sexual dysfunction, also known as FSD, is, is a prevalent problem which affects approximately 40% of women. FSD is a multifactorial phenomenon which is composed of medical and psychosocial aspects. While male sexual dysfunctions are often treated with pharmacological agents, FSD still needs further research and clinical trials to find efficacious therapeutic options, meaning there really isn't much on the market for women in the pharmaceutical uh, landscape. And the reason I think that is, is because it is a much more complex issue than just uh, like erectile dysfunction, which is, you know, can you or can you not uh, maintain an erection? For women, it's very, very different because there are a lot of social, psych as I said, psychosocial different uh, processes there. I will say this, from my experience um, working with both men and women in this category, there's one thing that I would be remiss if I didn't talk about at the beginning of this topic, because while I love ginseng and I think ginseng can really, really help if you're dealing with this as a woman, stress and what's going on with your HPA axis is a big, possibly biggest deal when it comes to your sexual health. Stress is such a major factor there because it impacts hormone production. It impacts your ability to relax and get into the moment. We'll say there's so much there. And very recently on Vitality Radio, I've started releasing these episodes called Emotional Vitality. I believe that if you follow some of these tools, utilize some of these tools that I've offered up as Emotional Vitality tools that you will also see improved sexual function because you should see improved um, tone of the central nervous system, the autonomic nervous system between fight or flight and rest and digest. So keep that in mind. It's a big deal. 
But let's get back to Korean ginseng. So there was one study, I, I don't know where it was done, I, I missed that in the, in the research, that was oral administration of Panax ginseng, also known as Korean red ginseng, red ginseng, or Asian ginseng. They are the same, okay? Um, extracts that showed specifically a significant improvement over placebo uh, with sexual arousal. So we're talking libido, desire in menopausal women, okay? Um, there was a South Korean uh, uh, study that gave 28 menopausal women uh, either a placebo or uh, red ginseng, and uh, they gave it to them in a capsule three times a day. After a month of treatment, participants took two weeks off from the treatment, which is called the washout period, and then they switched treatments. So it was a double-blind, placebo-controlled crossover trial. Well, everybody gets the placebo part of the time, and everybody gets the active part of the time. They're my favorite types of studies. While taking the placebo, participants reported a slight increase in standard measures of women's sexual function. But while using the red ginseng, they reported substantially improved sexual function, more desire, easier arousal, more self-lubrication, more reliable orgasms, and greater sexual satisfaction. Now, that's a pretty impressive result, right? Now, what's interesting with red ginseng is that we know that it actually helps to increase estradi uh, yeah, estradiol and testosterone in reasonable amounts, not to the amount that you're going to create you know, issues for yourself, but they do have slight increases in both of those hormones, which are two hormones that drop precipitously during perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. So I think that might be one of the big reasons that it has benefit in such a wide range of things. Desire, arousal, self-lubrication, reliable orgasms, and sexual satisfaction. An Iranian study recruited 62 healthy women, ages 45 to 60, who reported menopausal symptoms and uh, partner sex at least twice a month. Half took a placebo, the other half took ginseng twice a day. After four weeks, the ginseng group showed significant decreases in the frequency and severity of hot flashes and significantly improved sexual function. Pretty cool little side benefit for women in the menopausal, perimenopausal years. Uh, the University of Hawaii scientists gave 77 women, and I thought this one was really, really interesting, a product that contained arginine, which is going to increase nitric oxide, as well as some vitamins and minerals and ginkgo biloba, which helps with blood flow, and damiana, which damiana is a really cool herb to be paired with ginseng in many cases. And after four weeks, one-third of the placebo group reported increased desire um, and even uh, enhanced self-lubrication, uh, sensitivity, and orgasms. But in the group that took the supplement, 74% uh, saw improvements in all of those categories. And I wanted to mention that one, not because it's just specific to ginseng. Ginseng is the main ingredient in that formula, by the way. Um, but it had all those other things in it as well. But I wanted to mention that because I have found that ginseng with um, arginine or citrulline is a really, really great one-two punch for sexual performance, sexual desire, blood flow for both men and women. Now, keep in mind that women are going to have higher sensitivity and therefore easier orgasm, things like that, with higher blood flow. Men are going to get better erectile function, but women also experience benefit from that. So it works really well on both sides. Uh, and I absolutely think that uh, red ginseng is a really good one to try if you're dealing with those things. For men, erectile dysfunction and libido. Uh, erectile dysfunction uh, can have physiological and psychological causes. There are also things like diabetes, nerve damage, heart disease um, that can lead to erectile dysfunction. And of course, age tends to be a major factor there as well. A 2018 meta-analysis that looked at 28 studies on herbs found Panax ginseng to be particularly effective for the treatment of erectile dysfunction. Now, I love that because that's a study of studies. A meta-analysis of over 28 studies that showed, showed red ginseng to be particularly effective in the treatment of ED. Some specific studies on ED. In South Korea, 
Researchers gave 119 older men with mild to moderate ED, either a placebo or ginseng, um, uh, every day. After eight weeks, the herb improved all domains of sexual function, particularly erectile firmness. Brazilian investigators gave 60 older men with mild to moderate ED either a placebo or Korean red ginseng. After 12 weeks, the placebo group showed no erection changes, but the men taking the red ginseng reported significantly improved firmness and better overall sexual function. Another South Korean research team used 863 older men suffering from ED uh, where they gave a placebo or ginseng uh, once a day, uh, sorry, twice a day. Uh, the placebo group showed no improvement in sexual function, but those who took the herb showed significant, significantly firmer erections and reported greater sexual satisfaction. A third South Korean team gave 45 men with ED either a placebo or red ginseng three times a day. After eight weeks of treatment and two-week washout, washout period, the groups crossed over, just like that first study I talked about. And uh, during the treatment with ginseng, the men reported significantly better uh, erections. So, as I stated at the end of the women's section with this, I always recommend, if you're going to try red ginseng, you can absolutely try it on its own and see how it does. But I have had such good results when I uh, recommend the red ginseng along with something to boost nitric oxide, my two favorite options being pure L-citrulline powder at four to 6,000 milligrams a day. We'll link that in the description as well. Or NO, nitric oxide cardio boost, which has the arginine and the citrulline. And there's a formula I developed years ago called ManUp. Uh, ManUp has 1,500 milligrams of citrulline. It has some other herbs, including a little bit of ginseng, although not as much as was used in these studies. It does have a good little dose of ginseng extract in there and can be very, very effective uh, in conjunction with extra ginseng, sometimes on its own and sometimes uh, along with extra nitric oxide supplementation as well. Now, for energy and just general endurance, there may not be a single thing that I hear from people more than, I'm tired. And if that's the case, ginseng is a really great option for you because while it does not have any caffeine or caffeine-like uh, constituents, it does. Um, I said, do I use like, did I use constituents right? I'm going to say components just in case, okay? But uh, ginseng has some really awesome energizing benefits, working a little bit more like an adaptogenic herb or a tonic herb as opposed to a stimulant herb. I, I think ginseng is just such an amazing herb. I love ginseng. I, I love that I'm talking about it because I never talk about it on this show because it's just so old school, but you need to know about it. A review of 10 studies concluded that ginseng could significantly improve symptoms of chronic fatigue syndrome compared to placebo after even just as little as 15 days. Now, think about that. If you know anybody with chronic fatigue or if you deal with it yourself, you'll know that it is like banging your head against the wall trying to figure out something that's going to help with energy. And red ginseng specifically showed in over 10 different studies that it can do just that with chronic fatigue specifically. Another review showed that taking American or Asian ginseng could decrease symptoms of cancer-related fatigue when taken at higher doses uh, per day of like two to 3,000 milligrams. Furthermore, a review of over 155 studies suggests that ginseng supplements may not only help reduce fatigue, but also enhance physical performance. Now, that's, again, a meta-analysis of over 155 studies. There are way more studies on ginseng than are on the other two herbs, Boswellia or Angelica, because it's been studied for a long time. It's been in use for 5,000-plus years. It is truly an amazing tonic herb that... I just think more people need to know about and give a shot. So we're back to now, what red ginseng do I recommend? I will say this. I believe all red ginseng at a good dose, especially if it's an extract that is specifically concentrated for what are called ginsenicides, um, it are good. There's lots of good red ginsengs out on the market. You want to find one from a reputable brand, like I talked about on last week's show. You got to be cautious what brands you're buying. But I do love the red ginseng, which is a very unique uh, extract called HRG80 from Terry Naturally. HRG80, they have three formulas. They have a men's formula, 
They have a women's formula, both spur improved sexual health and performance, and they have an energy formula, which is actually not a formula at all. It is just the HRG80 ginseng by itself. They The formulas are actually really cool. They've got um, a really, really cool combination, uh, the men's one, of grape skin extract uh, and grape seed extract, as well as saffron. Studies have been done on sexual performance and specifically erectile dysfunction on both grape seed extract and saffron extract, as well as red ginseng. And they've combined, combined all three with what they, uh, their extract calling, they call it, sorry, a rare noble ginsenicide. They've come up with a very unique, uh, specific herb and extraction method for their specific red ginseng that has more noble genocides, <laughs> genocide. <laughs> I'm going to start that over. Ginsenicide, uh, way more of the noble ginsenicides than any other herbal uh, Korean ginseng extract on the market. The women's formula for mood, energy, and vitality has an herb that I'm going to talk to you about in detail very soon called maca that I am in love with. My gosh, I love maca so much. Uh, it also has rhodiola, which is fantastic, ashwagandha. These are all really great adaptogenic herbs that uh, have been shown individually to be super great for women, specifically for toning um, the central nervous system with ashwagandha helping with balancing cortisol uh, levels, for instance. Ashwagandha also shows to potentially have a mild boost in testosterone along with the um, ginseng root. And then also, of course, the maca, which is as good of an herbal toner for women as I've seen. Just really, really great for all over female health and vitality. And rhodiola, which has its own fantastic studies. All of these are in this formula, the red ginseng for women for mood, energy, and vitality. These are products that I really want you to give a shot and let me know how they work for you. Uh, they're all linked in the show description. And I have a little extra time. So since I have a little extra time, I'm going to remind you that if you have questions, you can jump on our website, uh, vitalitynutrition.com and open up a chat. You can call us 801-292-6662. And of course, if you're local, we'd love to see your face. Just come on in to Vitality Nutrition at 107 South 500 West. But you know what we have at Vitality that you don't probably know about because they're not in the most conspicuous spot in the store. And we just barely added them to our website. But they're some of my favorite products that we sell. They're seasonings. Really great, clean, and amazing seasonings. My favorite group that are just indispensable for me are from the Real Salt Company. You may have heard me talk to uh, the Real Salt folks, uh, I don't know, four or five months ago on Vitality Radio, where we talked about you know what Real Salt is. You've heard of Himalayan pink salt. You've heard of Celtic salt. Well, this is Real Salt. Uh, very, very similar to those in that it's a whole and clean salt that is mined in Redmond, Utah, right here, just a few hours from my door, and is a family-owned business that I absolutely love. I know these people personally. I know uh, two of them very, very well, and they just plain make amazing stuff. They have the salt itself, which is fantastic, and I highly recommend, but they also have their organic garlic salt, their organic onion salt, their organic seasoned salt. They also have their organic garlic pepper and lemon pepper. They have their Wasatch steak seasoning. They have their Red Rock barbecue, which, by the way, I love. They have their taco seasoning, which I have not used yet, but I have heard is excellent. Haven't tried it, but I've heard it's excellent. And they have their chili lime seasoning, which my sweetheart, Jen, absolutely loves as well. These are all super clean, organic ingredients. The best salt on the planet. I love these. There's another Utah company. In fact, these are all Utah companies, so you probably haven't heard about them if you're not here in Utah, called Feast Mode. Not Beast Mode, but Feast with an F. Feast Mode seasonings, they have a bunch of different options. They're lower in sodium. They have no MSG. There are no artificial fillers, and they come in flavors ranging anywhere from butter herb and farmhouse ranch to Hawaiian barbecue, cinnamon, honey, butter, um, Death by Chocolate, Caribbean Mango, Habanero, uh, Garden Veggie, which is one of my favorites, uh, Mexican Fiesta, which is excellent. Uh, they also have uh, one called Moab. Uh, Moab, it's named after a town in Utah you may have heard of, but Moab specifically has um, 
they call it the mother of all barbecue, Moab. It's got beet sugar, honey, salt, onion, garlic, tomato, smoked paprika, chili powder, gourmet pepper blend, habanero herbs and spices. Delicious. They have so many different options. We've got probably 25 of them or something like that at Vitality Nutrition and on VitalityNutrition.com. They're about 10 bucks a bottle and they are worth every penny. I would highly recommend the Feast Mode. And then the last brand, but not the least, we do have the least of them. We only have about six of them in our shop. They, they don't have as many. I think they have about 12. This is a newer brand to us. It's called Heath's Blends. The Chef Heath, H-E-A-T-H-S. Uh, Chef, Chef Heath is the guy that developed these. They were all developed in his kitchen for his recipes. And as often happens, People said, hey, man, you ought to market this stuff. He did, and now we sell his seasonings at Vitality. They have some really, really great ones. Um, they have a, uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to find the one. Mark's Masterpiece is his kind of uh, ultimate one, which is great. We just barely, you know, we're doing this detox um, from uh, the functional medicine detox from Dr. Cabral right now. Uh, Jen and I are, and uh, she used the Mark's Masterpiece on sweet potatoes and green beans and chicken that we had last night and it was delicious so good they also have the spog spog is just salt pepper onion and garlic but that specific blend is really really great they have a peppery lemon which is a unique kind of a twist on lemon pepper that i really really like as well all really really great you got to check these out um just awesome seasonings super clean super delicious definitely worth a shot if you're looking for something a little different in the kitchen. And I've got a little bit of time and I promised you this last week and I promised it a few weeks ago as well. We're doing these homeopathic minutes and this is where I get to share with you one specific homeopathic remedy that I think you need to know about uh, and that might you may want to put in your arsenal for natural medicine in your medicine cabinet. It's time for the homeopathic minute. Okay, it's time for the Homeopathic Minute. This is the second installment of this year. We're going to do it every Wednesday all year long and even into 2025 because we're doing one single remedy every Wednesday trying to help you understand how to use these amazing little pellets uh, as part of your defense system uh, for all the various things that can come, uh, you know, health challenges that can come your way. This one is Allium Sepa. Now, Allium Sepa, you may not know the Latin name, what that means, or maybe you have heard of it, but Allium Sepa is the common onion. Uh, most Allium Sepa, as I understand it, actually comes from red onion. Happens to be my favorite form. But what happens when you cut up an onion? Well, in most cases, a raw onion gets your eyes watering and burning and itching and tingling and all the other things that come with that. Well, homeopathic onion, also known as Allium sepa pellets, have been proven to take care of many of those types of symptoms when taken homeopathically. Because again, you're not taking the onion, you're taking a very, very minute little teeny bit of bit of that onion and um, alerting your body that it needs to defend itself against that reaction. So according to PubMed, an article I read there, it says homeopathic remedies treat disease using very low dose preparations administered according to the principle that like should be cured with like. Practitioners select a drug that would, if given to a healthy volunteer, cause the presenting symptoms of the patient. For example, the homeopathic remedy Allium Sepa is derived from the common onion. Contact with raw onions typically cause lacrimation. I didn't know that was the term, but, uh, you know, I call it watery eyes and runny nose. But lacrimation, stinging and irritation around the eyes and nose and clear nasal discharge. Therefore, Allium Sepa might be prescribed to patients with hay fever, especially if both nose and eyes are affected. So if you think about how an onion affects you, if you're having similar symptoms from another cause, Allium Sepa may just be the remedy for you. It is also used to lessen nasal discharge associated with any uh, other type of allergy and other infections. Allium Sepa can be used to alleviate watery nasal discharge, nasal irritation and burning, and excessive tearing in the eyes and nose resembling the reaction of cutting an onion. 
This remedy is also indicated for um, uh, colds, uh, seasonal allergies, and hay fever, like I mentioned, and also any type of thin, watery discharge from the eyes or nose. So again, not just hay fever, not just colds, any of those types of symptoms, regardless of where they may come from. As with all homeopathic remedies, there are ways that you can kind of gauge whether or not it's a useful remedy for you. In this case, if you feel better in cool, open air, uh, then that would indicate that Allium sepa will probably be a very effective remedy for you. If things get worse when you're in a warm room or in damp weather or in the evening, then Allium sepa is probably a good match for your symptoms. So if you've got the runny nose, the runny eyes, the itching, the watering, all of that kind of stuff, and it's a little better when you're in cool open air versus warm or moist uh, environments, then Allium sepa, a really good opportunity to uh, potentially try this remedy out. Now, it's a short-acting homeopathic remedy. Some last longer than others. It depends. This one's fairly short-acting. It's very, very safe, of course, so you can use it every half an hour, every hour, every two hours, kind of as needed. And as your symptoms, um, if they continue to persist, you can continue to use it. As they start to die down, you can you know, lengthen out the span of time uh, in terms of how often you use it. I typically recommend three to five pellets at a time, but as often as needed if you're dealing with these types of symptoms. This can be used in children, can be used in adults, and homeopathy is generally considered safe with other meds. Although, of course, this is not medical advice, you can refer to your medical professional uh, to ask any more questions about this. My thoughts on this are actually pretty simple, and that is that over the years, as I've sold homeopathic remedies, one of the things that has been most consistent in terms of customer feedback has been homeopathic remedies for allergies. Allergic responses, whether it be animal dander or hay fever or uh, any other number of allergies, my experience has been, very simply, that homeopathy works really, really well. Uh, Nothing works across the board. It's always going to be different for different people. But Allium Sepa, one of the great ones that I've seen some of the most effective use on over the years. All right, so that's the homeopathic minute for today. And uh, I hope this is helpful. Again, we're just rolling these out. This is only the second one. I'm recording the third and fourth one right after this. But I would love to hear from you once you've heard a couple of these. If I can make it more helpful, more user-friendly, I would love to make these homeopathic minutes really, really valuable to you. So please let me know on Instagram uh, at Vitality Nutrition Bountiful or at VitalityNutrition.com or give us a call 801-292-6662. Thank you so much for listening to me. This has been another episode of Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair. our awesome music is by brian bob young support vitality radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on apple podcasts youtube or your favorite podcast source don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.